1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: I'm Rachel True.
1: And I'm Trent Venegas.
2: And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry.
1: The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of that guy that created Star Trek
2: each day between now and the end of our podcast
1: august 19th
2: one of star trek's biggest icons
1: or celebrity fans
2: or both will be quoting gene roddenberry
1: then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world
2: today's quote is read by star trek enterprise actor dominic keating
0: if i have a love affair It is with humanity.
1: I would like to welcome back our guest host this week, one of the co-hosts of the Roddenberry Star Trek podcast Mission Log, Mr. John Champion. Welcome back. Hello. Pleasure to be back. Thank you. So, John, love affair. This quote. Yes. What do you think?
0: isn't that lovely? Well, for, first, of all, first of all, shout out to Dom. Uh, nice to see him and uh, hear his voice reading this quote. I love this so much in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it says so much and it speaks purely to my very humanistic heart. Um, in, in the work that I've done studying Star Trek, studying Gene Roddenberry's work, I think this absolutely reaches the core of what he was trying to do with his creative output the best of what star trek has is honoring the ability of humanity to be better mm-hmm. to decide to be better and to work hard toward those goals so when you when you see something like this i immediately think of episodes of star trek where uh, you know it, it's kirk destroying the computer kirk tearing down the false god whatever mm-hmm. it might be to say no 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 you can do this the the strength was within you all along Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can actually be better
2: i really um in in an idealistic way identify and love this quote uh, in, a, in a realistic way, I think I, I'm i an avoidant attachment style at times, and so <laughs> bordering on insecure avoidant. So for me, I'm like, ah, do I love everybody in humanity? But I love the idea of this, you know, because ultimately, I do love all of humanity. It's just when I see when the bandage is ripped off, you know, of humanity, sometimes it's hard to look at the wounds and the scars, but I love sure. that. Gene had so much idealism in this. And um, and you know what? I, I do believe that everyone can strive to be their highest and best self. I guess I just falter where I see that people are don't even know they can try sometimes.
1: Right. I love that Gene is talking about his love of humanity. He's like one of the most prolific and one of the most beloved science fiction writers in the world of all time, or at least of pop culture. And It's very clear in the stories that he told and the characters he created that humanity was his first love. It's not science, it's not necessarily storytelling or filmmaking. Very flawed, imperfect, sometimes heinous, usually naive humans are the ones that he loved the most.
0: Yeah, I, there's another quote that I, I'm not sure if you've covered it or you will cover it, um, and I'll spoil it here <laughs> in either case, uh, which is Gene talking about, sort of answering the, this question about did uh, did aliens build the pyramids? And he's absolutely not, because human beings are smart and they're clever mm-hmm. and they work hard. And I love that. I think that's the perfect sort of bookend to this same quote. Thank you for bringing is, that
2: quote on it's so important no but really though because it hit me that it was so much easier to say it was aliens than it was brown people (laughs) right
0: right yeah absolutely absolutely and what he's saying through that yes like we can achieve these great things every single one of us given the right opportunities and that that's sort of the the fantastical part of star trek that that is that future worth working toward where we say look If we actually decide, and that's what it takes doing on this Big scale. If we actually decide that every person has worth and value and should be given opportunities to achieve great things, then they can, and they can actually uh, fend for themselves and achieve great things. I, I think we, you know, maybe Rachel, this goes back to your your uh, part unease about this. <laughs> is that we do look around and we see people not acting as the best versions of themselves, and mm-hmm. I would say that to that. Partly it's that we're, we're entrenched in these systems that don't allow the opportunity for that to happen. Um, but, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, but also learn behavior, too. Like, I do actually love humanity because mm-hmm. what you're saying is true. We all have the potential. We may have been sculpted and molded by, uh, you know, uh, nature, nurture, yeah. you know, especially the way we were nurtured. But I do absolutely believe in humanity. I struggle with um, the concept of ultimate power corrupts, you know, at times, though, because I've seen that play out, whether it's in Star Trek's universe or our own universe, uh, that, sure. that when you give humanity a little bit of power. But there's a good point that humanity isn't just each individual human being. And one thing I want to say is when I see myself judging others like, I know it's a, I, that means I stop, drop, and roll. I really do. I go, stop, drop, and roll, lady, because this means you're recognizing <laughs> either a part of yourself that has this behavior, perhaps, a side of yourself you do not like, or a side of yourself that you dealt with in the past, and it feels uncomfortable to see it back in someone else, right? Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of uh, bad behavior comes from our own fear.
1: Yeah. And interesting, when you think about humanity as an idea like it's not quite so clear he he has a love affair it's with humanity as a species or as the idea of humanity of us being kind and loving of one another which is it
2: uh
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right you, you got an hour and a half or maybe three or four hours to get into that yeah yeah that that, that's a tough one to answer i mean and you know what that that is sort of the challenge that i think that a lot of star trek presents so it says okay look you have this within you you Mm -hmm. have the ability to make good decisions even if they're the difficult decisions doing the right thing isn't always going to be the easiest thing to do but we're we we have this inherent set of tools that we can work with if we actually decide to implement them but Star Trek and a lot of Gene's other writing doesn't necessarily say, and look, here's the pathway to get there exactly. (laughs) It says, no, 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 no. Challenge yourselves. You can get there. And go.
2: So Gene knew enough not to secret 07 them. He wasn't like, here, I'm going to wrap up the answer in a bow for you. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I'm going to open up the concept, though. That this is all uh, within you. And also I kind of, I I personally love that he used the word love affair, right? right. But you know what's interesting to me about affairs? In my mind, affairs aren't long lasting.
1: (laughs) But it does give it a bit of romance. You know, it makes it feel romantic
2: like meet you on the the top of the empire state building once a year affair <laughs> yeah. or is it like we're with each and now obviously he meant all day all the time but this is where my brain goes it starts to pick this apart well maybe you know? he didn't um, mean
1: all day every day because sometimes <laughs> it is hard to love our fellow man as as you know i i try to do my best to love humanity but there are days where i literally will think to myself man i hate people because of X, (laughs) Y, Z of the news, or when you hear of a, you know, some tragic news headline, it's just, it's, it can be very, very demoralizing. But I always take comfort, and I've spoken about this before, that I always take comfort in shows like Star Trek, Uh, particularly The Next Generation is a show that I can watch over and over again, in order, out of order, never tire of watching the same episodes, because it's a very comforting thing for me. And a lot of the stories center on the humanity of the characters and not necessarily just the human characters. You know, many, most of Data's storylines, uh, the android who yearns to be human are centered around his searching for humanity and, and the one thing that he doesn't have that he yearns for, or as he can yearn as an android is to be human or to understand what it is to be human.
2: I guess if I were, I not that anyone's asking me to update this quote at all, but if I were going to modernize it, I would say sentienthood mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. You know uh-huh. what I mean, in a sense, because you're right. D- data, all all these aliens, everybody, they're not humans. They're not humans. Uh, They are sentient, well, uh, you know. And uh, it, Rachel, it, I'll, I'll let you ahead. off
0: the hook with that, though, and, and just tell you that there's a, a truism that we keep in Mission Log, which is we always remind ourselves that in reality, you know, there is no data, there are no Klingons, mm-hmm. there are no Vulcans. <laughs> what? It's, it's, stop, I know, stop. I know, blowing your mind. But But every one of those characters, every one of those species represents us, represents humanity, and represents it the the aspects of us that we hope to encourage or, or course correct or mm-hmm. our aspirations. So when, when we say humanity, well, that, we're talking about all of that experience. No,
2: yeah. I agree. That's why I yeah. said when I see someone else with behavior I don't like, right, I can be judgy, but then I pull it back and I'm like, wait, what's the yeah, more exactly. Question? What's it, my it's lesson yeah. just as it's us and just the same way the aliens will maybe learn from us someday you know uh trent any final thoughts before we wrap this up Uh,
1: the only thing i want to throw out there is the very first thing i thought when i read this quote for the first time was if we're being really real here i would argue that gene roddenberry's real first love affair would have been with his second wife, Majel Barrett, the first lady of Star Trek. (laughs) You know, so she was probably his real love affair. And then humanity probably came in a very close second.
2: I I actually really love this quote, the more I look at it, because I've said this before, but when I wake up in the morning, right, I can feel conscious I'm a sentient thing before I'm my gender before I'm my color before I'm any of the things that society puts on me I am Uh human
0: yeah (laughs) alive is a good starting point so good yes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yes
2: it's a great one All right. We want to thank John for uh, being our guest. And I'd like to thank the lovely Dominic Keating for reading that quote. If you guys want to see video of these quotes, you can hop on over to the Roddenberry social media pages at Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you want to hear more of John, you can catch his podcast Mission Log.
1: And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry.
2: Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham.
1: And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words.
2: Live long and prosper. Look
0: around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. (laughs)